Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Now, HBO has selected the small southern Alberta town as a location for its upcoming series, The Last of Us. Town officials couldn't be more excited. Keep them coming. I, I don't see anything wrong with it at all. <laughs> Good morning, video games. Welcome to Filthy Casuals, a podcast about video games hosted by three very kind and extremely knowledgeable boys. Thank you very much for joining us. My name is Tommy Daslow, and with me, as always... Ben Vanell here, Tommy, uh, joined by Adam Knox. Now, two of us failed to coordinate our clothing with our game consoles. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I'm black and white, so I could be like... Uh, Actually, you're coordinated with your phone. Yeah, you are. Uh, with my phone, yep. with like... Actually, if you, I'm if kind you of coordinated with my phone too. <laughs> I look like my PS5. Yeah. Little okay. fashion report. We're all wearing... But Tommy is more noticeably coordinated well, with... Why, why don't we do a fashion report briefly? We'll build up to Tommy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the headliner. Yeah, he can close. <laughs> uh, Adam. Yes. Adam, you're wearing a... Uh, what, like a, a mixed sort of wool cotton cotton blend jumper? Sort of a gradient, but like mm. a staticky gradient. Yeah, that's it, exactly. Yeah. It looks like uh, like the, the TV from, um, from Poltergeist, Poltergeist yeah. slowly <laughs> turning off. Or any TV from the 90s. Specifically the Poltergeist <laughs> one, because there's a little creepy person in the oh, middle of it. Oh, okay. sure and is. Adam. <laughs> um, black jeans. Black jeans Classic. and old shoes that I need to replace. Nike old runners, old Nike runners. Mm. You've had them for a while. They've served you well. Yeah, hey, they've not done badly. I've walked all over town in these, <laughs> stepping up and down. It's because I got them like pre-pandemic. <laughs> Remember the pram, the pandemic, yeah. when all those yeah. um, there was babies the baby boom, started yeah. coughing off on us. Yeah, I um, and then your phone. Is black. Is black. Yeah, yeah. Black. the coolest color. Those mm. shoes have gone overseas too, dude. These wow. shoes, like Jesus, have crossed the water. <laughs> I gotta say, I do. I get a good feeling out of taking a pair of shoes overseas and then coming back and being like, "God, these have taken some steps in some great locales." I never think about it. I don't yeah. know why, but it's always firmly. I look at different <laughs> pairs of shoes that I have, and I go, "These these guys have gone all over." These, these boots ones, have hit the ground in Singapore. Yeah, these ones aren't leaving Melbourne. These you know, ones are, yeah. these are strictly Melbourne shoes. I can tell you why I never think about that because I'm a one pair man. Uh, right. Okay, yeah, um, right. I use my shoes until they've paid their dues and they go in the bin. They they look. Uh, you said they're old, but they look uh, in ship shape. You've you know kept how you them do it. Nick. Never walk around and exercise. Never run. <laughs> right. Try to avoid stepping anywhere as in- much as possible. Yeah. Your okay. shoes will last forever. Inclement weather, mm, not bothering with it. No. Staying no. indoors. If there's an inclement weather or an incline, I ain't walking <laughs> oh, anywhere. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. a flat ground, perfect weather man. It ain't walking time. That's no, the rhyme. I'm a desert. Yeah. Uh, so, what have we got here? <laughs> okay. You're wearing a, uh, a, a, basically a white shirt with uh, 
two types of brown stripe on it. You got a light brown, brown, you got a dark brown. Yep. Yeah, a t-shirt, a t-shirt. You look a- like a fancy box of chocolates because you've got you like the sort of <laughs> the off-white kind of fancy version of white, not like the Milky Bar Kid right. bright white, mm-hmm. and then the, the chocolate and mocha. I would describe exactly. it. As. Okay, yeah, mm. like a like a like a uh, what are they called the sh- the shells one? Guillan. Couldn't tell you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, um, I know the ones. A, a you marble, mean. a marble chocolate sort of. Yep, thing. Yeah, yep. Um, it's from Mister Simple. The t-shirt. Yep. Good brand. Classic. They do. They do. They do striped t-shirts very well. Yeah, yeah. I shop at Mister Complicated. That's where I put the shirt on, and everyone in the shop has to tell me it looks good. <laughs> but Mr. I still don't yeah. feel it. Mister, it's complicated. <laughs> Look at that. What a wild time on Facebook. Oh, oh, is this yeah. a present for your girlfriend? Huh. Maybe <laughs> depends. <laughs> uh, you're also you're also rocking the black jeans. I am a, cl- a classic, and you've got your um. I believe we've commented on these before. Yes, your Adidas shoes that you did not realise when you bought them were the Joker colour scheme. Correct. <laughs> Even though they say damaged across the tongue, mm-hmm. <laughs> these went to Sydney. I remember I wore these. I don't know why when we did our live show in Sydney at the. Maybe that was where we commented on it. Do you guys not yeah. normally wear shoes overseas? Because, like, <laughs> I always am wearing shoes if I'm out. So my I, shoes I, come with me everywhere. I do think that I choose my shoes for a trip. Yeah. Right, right. right. You don't want to pack more than one pair. So you go, all right, these have got to be able to handle pounding the pavement. I exactly. pack one pair on my feet on the plane. Yeah. None in the bag. Yeah. I live the easiest life. Mm. I'm packed, the real Mr. Simple. I packed three when I went to Singapore. Jeez, you were there, you were there four days. I know. I, I know. I wanted. I wanted options. Well, I'm going to the puddle museum. <laughs> I've got it. Actually, you know what? Technically, I think I had four because I had the ones I was wearing Fucking on the plane. Hell. I had two different like dress shoes for over there, and then my Birkenstocks. Yeah, for, uh, okay. for the warmer climb during the day. That's mm-hmm. stupid. It's, and so, it's too many. <laughs> yeah, that is it's too many. an absurd number of shoes to take. Yeah. The shoes you've got on now are blue, white, and orange. There's like an orange M written on the sides mm-hmm. as yep. though you were, if you were doing a handstand, you would look like Wario yeah. because uh, of the W on your shoes from that angle and the purple <laughs> and yellow colouring on your splotchy sort of shirt, corduroy yes. looking a corduroy shirt. corduroy tie-dye, tie-dye shirt with mm. little yellow and uh, uh, yeah, purple. It looks good, blue jeans in between but the colours match this little folded up thing you've got on the table Mm. the play date yes it finally came in the mail Uh, I went back and looked up the play date Wikipedia to find out just how long this has been this was announced in May of 2019 it was first revealed they at the time they were saying they would have it out uh, early 2020 I think was the plan God pre-orders went up July 2021 I think they started shipping April of this year and now in beautiful October, mine finally arrived in the mail. And you were in September. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It's nearly October. (laughs) You were in wave two. Delay this episode. (laughs) (laughs) Wave two out of four was you. I'm in wave three and I got the email the other day being like, hey, we're nearly ready. Make sure Mm -hmm. your address is right. Mm -hmm. And I've moved since because it's been forever. Oh, yeah. And so... um, They've got a long way to go before they fulfilled even their pre-orders that they have. Which I guess are they still taking pre-orders for like yeah, after wave four? Yeah. They they said in one of the update. Remember they had that little. They're kind of like direct style presentation. Yeah. Where they revealed a lot of the games. They announced the dock, which now the dock has just disappeared from their website because the it's the active still there is on getting the, these on out the main is, page. It's oh, still, it really? it's still okay. there that you just can't order it yet. It's, right. It just yeah, says coming soon. Yeah, they've stopped talking about any kind of timeline for that while they get right. all this stuff fulfilled. Um, but, uh, yeah, so this, um, yeah, this finally turned up in the mail, uh, 
very, very exciting. Been hanging on this for a long time. Oh, yeah. If you don't know what it is, we've talked about it a bunch. I think that because... I, we got particularly excited for this play date thing. We I think. did. A lot of yeah. people, you get little bits of coverage here and there, but I feel like, especially with how long it's taken for them to roll out, there's not that much noise about them, so it could mm. be easy for you not to know what they are. Yeah, because they're still they're hard to get your hands on. Um, and oh yeah, sorry, that's what I was gonna say. They, I think they said in that video that they they're not gonna stop taking pre-orders at any point. They were that was the, an, their announcement of when they would be opening the pre-orders up. Right. And they were like, well, it's not gonna be a thing where it you know it shuts off after you know the first ten minutes. It's just wherever you order, that's where you'll be in the line. But we're gonna yeah, we're gonna keep churning them out because we want everyone that wants to get one to be able to get one, even if that takes five hundred years. Yeah. Whoa! Which which yeah, if you ordered now, I don't I don't know when you would get one. I don't know how long it would take. Mm. A fair while if they still haven't fulfilled the pre-orders. But I don't know if maybe they're at a point now where it's kind of. The production with inventory or whatever. No, it's like, uh, you know, environmentally conscious because when you order one, by the time you get it, the plastic will have halfway degraded. (laughs) So they're they're being cool about it. So it is a little square, uh, a a video game console, a handheld console. You can watch a video of of us playing some games right now. That'll be up on YouTube. One of the coolest things about it is uh, the, yeah, the whole ease of use of it, um, right down to us being able to capture video on it. On their website, there's a there's a program. You plug in your computer with a USB and then yep. it's just mirrored on the screen. It's super easy to do, super yeah. easy to capture stuff on it. The thing that sticks out is that, yeah, this is made by people who love playing games and want and, you know, spend a lot of their time playing games. So they get the frustrations in like a you know, how hard it is to do certain things on the Switch or, you know, any of the big consoles that are made with more kind of like, I guess, corporate interests in mind. Right. This is a small group of software developers who who just get it, who just everything about it is so easy to use. So They uh, partnered with a hardware manufacturer yes. too called uh, um, Teenage Engineering who make instruments mainly, like electronic instruments, synths and stuff. Yep. And so the, obviously durability is a huge thing. Yep. And, yeah. Amazingly good build quality on it from mm. the little bit of time I've held yours. Yep. Yep. Two buttons and a D-pad and then the big different thing is a crank on the side that you can whirl around to control things in the game on yeah. the little sort of black and white LCD screen that it, looks yeah. very And nice even like it. it folds away, the crank kind of folds into the um, console which is also in itself is an input. There's a game that uh, we played in the video that's like a, a homebrew game uh, called Super Corporate Tax Evader where you're cranking the wheel to shred documents. Mm. There's a little conversation in text happening between a lawyer and your boss up in the top left and you're kind of having to pay attention to that and take up cues for when the lawyer is going to burst into the room you're in and you have to like fold the crank into the console to put the shredder away mm. uh, to avoid getting busted. So the fact that even even the act of like folding the crank in has an input registered thing is, is sick. Like it, just that little point of difference as well. It's like, oh, it, you know, people could... Make a make a thing out of this. It's sort right. of like when you when you like touch a joystick in a VR um, controller, it'll register that oh you got your thumb rested on this. Oh it's yeah, a mm, bit yeah. similar to that. I it suppose. is. It's it's and it like it functions like an analog controller stick. Yeah, basically because yep. yeah, one of the great things about it is when you plug it into a PC, it automatically you know uh, syncs up and works with like an Xbox controller. Yep, your, your keyboard and stuff. So and then yes, side loading games is as easy as dragging a zip file into a 
folder, right? Like it seems... Yeah, so it, yeah. out of the box, you yeah, you turn it on, you register your Wi-Fi network, then you get a little code to go onto your PC and kind of like go onto the Playdate site and link it to that. Right. It then sort of, yeah, registers that it's online and active and it downloads the... Yeah, this is the other kind of hook of it. It's a... Included with the console is a season of games, 24 games... Two a week for 12 weeks that are, I thought were tethered to like the time that you activated the console. They they actually update at a set time of the week, so which is Monday afternoon uh, Melbourne time. So I turned mine on Monday morning, got the two games that come fresh out of the box with it, and then that afternoon I got another two, which was actually kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Can you skip this process if you wanted to as well, or is it like I actually, built in? I don't know. It not not in any like official way on the right, console that right. I've seen. I I don't know if there's a way to, with the side loading of games, whether there's a way to, um, you know, if people have like ripped them and you can right. download them and put them on. Cause they do treat it like this as part of the thing of it is to like have this few months of getting these new games every week mm. yeah. to the point where on their website, they like hide the pictures of the titles and consider them spoilers and stuff like that. But the people who got like the first wave of this, they've already done that 12 weeks. Mm. All the games yes. are technically available now. So I don't know. That'd be interesting. I think, if the, you could. yeah, mm. the grand idea, which has you know, had to fall away with the delays of manufacturing and everything was that everyone would get theirs at the same time and we would all be in this sort of, like, process together. Yeah. Which I would have to assume they'll do a season two at some point, which will definitely be the case now for everyone who's got theirs. Um, You know, everyone will be in that kind of basket together of, like, they'll be out on set dates. Um, A play date, as it were. I only just realised that that's why it's called that. Yeah. Yeah. But it's such a, and I have been buying into the whole kind of not like not wanting to look ahead. Yeah, it's so cool to get something in the mail, and we've talked about how the on the pod, you know, heaps of times about the thrill of getting a new console and like you know getting it out of the box and seeing the interface for the first time. Give it a sniff. Give oh. it a little sniff. Rip that little plastic thing off the screen. Oh. Dress identically to it. <laughs> <laughs> is such a great um, is is such a thrilling moment. But then this also being that plus it's a completely new console, like mm-hmm. type of console. It's not just like a numbered iteration of a thing where you sort of know what you're in for. You know, it's a completely fresh set of games that you can't get anywhere else. It's a completely new concept of how to play them and everything. And yeah, I've been getting, there's like a Discord channel that some people have set up that's got like little um, channels for each of the week's releases of games. So, you know, once... Once you're in that basket, you can hop in there and discuss them. People sort of talking about developing stuff for mm. it. Um, Playdate, them, uh, Panic themselves, the company that have made it, have put together a little podcast where each app is an interview with the developer of one of the games. The first app is just like an overall thing of the history of the idea and the construction of the console, which is which I've started listening to, which is really interesting. And yeah, the games themselves in the first batch you get uh, Whitewater Wipeout, which is like a California games kind of surfing mini game where you're using the crank to control the direction on the wave and you're trying to get air off the wave and spin in the air and get high scores and it's got like a global uh, leaderboard when you connect to the internet. There's also a game called Casual Birder, which we played a bit of in the video, yeah. which is like a little kind of pre- surprisingly uh, long little RPG where you're walking around a town trying to get photos of birds. You're using the crank to focus in and kind of scroll around and, yeah, get pictures of all. I think there's like 20 birds in the area that 
you have to do various little RPG sort mm. of item quest um, things to, uh, you know, coax the birds out or find where they are. And then in the second batch, there's a little music editing tool called Boogie Loops, which is it's just kind of a utility for making tracks on there, which is fine, but not for everyone. And then a cool little uh, time travel adventure, it's called Kranken's Time Travel Adventure, where you're a little robot, you're controlling him with the crank, and there's little obstacles that you're having to avoid by using the crank to get the robot into a certain kind of point of his animation. So, mm. like, you'll bend down to sniff a flower. There's, like, a bee that goes overhead that so you have to make sure that you're kind of, like, yeah, get, getting to the flower in time, bent over to avoid the bee. That's got, like, 50 levels to it that get more and more and more complex. And then, yeah, side-loading stuff onto it. There's heaps of stuff out there already. Um, An official kind of store for it, I guess, because you said you bought one of them for $10. So is it like a... That's just through like an indie store that I think has everything on it. That I has see, like right, um right. That has just PC stuff that people have made. Is this like Itch.io or Itchio, something? It's like, Itch.io. Yeah, That's right. where I'm getting okay. all of them, yeah. So they're right. all on Itch.io. You can just search the Playdate tag. But Panic itch. themselves... Itch.io, maybe. I don't know how to pronounce it. I've never said it out loud before. It could be Itch.io. Itch.io. I would have itch. said yeah. Itch.io. Yeah. 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 I th- I think they shorten it into maybe Itch.io. Okay. I don't know. Itch.io. Itch.io. Facebook.com. That's how you say that. So, Ta-dum. but but, <laughs> but unlike say the uh, Meta Quest, mm. uh, side loading games onto that is like a, kind of a no no. It's not officially supported by Meta. You have to go and click a thing and be like, I'm I'm I accept that I'm voiding my warranty if right. I put this 3D Pokemon porno game onto my headset. There is one. <laughs> I'm sure there is. <laughs> All right. Uh, I would be shocked if there's not. To but the that's point not where their updates like try to break that yes, functionality. Yes. Yeah. But that's this obviously is, not the case with the Play. This is like out of the box. It's on the so when you've registered it and then you go onto your web browser and it's got your device linked to it. It's got all the information about it. It's just got a tab for sideload. You upload the zip file through there. You go into the Playdate. There's just a thing in the settings menu that's just got all your games. That's where you download the official games as well when they're right. available. It'll get on the internet and check for updates. It'll see that you've uploaded a zip on the web and then you just click a button. It downloads onto the Playdate oh, cool. and it's there. That's it's sick. super easy. It's, again, everything about all the kind of the sort of like extra functionality that people want their consoles to have that always there's like, I mean, yeah, we make videos for this and if we do the PlayStation, for example, we have to use a third-party thing Mm -hmm. to connect in and all that kind of stuff. All that sort of stuff that people want now is just here out of the box with super ease of use with this i guess to be fair like the ps5 and the xbox and everything do have their own capture capture yeah things sure. in there oh, these sure. days sure the switch doesn't it's got screenshots and stuff but uh it is cool and they've also got like an a, a, a proper official uh like software development kit yes. that you can download for free and make your own games in what i'm led to believe is a pretty good Software development. Yeah, and they're being really cool about software. like on their blog. They've <laughs> been um, they've been pumping up some of these uh, some right. of these fan made games. In right. fact, they've even put together their own little um, which I saw after I'd already downloaded a bunch of them independently. They've put together their own little like essentially humble bundle thing of like ah. ten of their favorite picks, where it's like a little disc. It's like you know five dollars uh, cheaper than going and getting them all individually. Right. Um, but yeah, it's it's. The, the feel of it is great. It's like the screen, the quality of the screen is amazing. Quality of the speaker is surprisingly good for how small it is. The buttons feel great. Um, it doesn't have a backlight, uh, which, you know, I mean, these things took as, you know, so long to come out as it is that, uh, you know, 
obviously adding a backlight would have added more cost and more time. So it's like, and maybe it, you know, it's, this is personal taste obviously, but I think like aesthetically, I kind of like that. About it is it, more almost. of a throwback to the, um, yeah. it's got this the like game boy era of right. like, yeah. Okay. You can't, and this isn't a thing that you're going to play on a plane you know, or it's it's for, yeah, you sit down in the living room for a little 15-minute burst of right. this little cranking puzzle game on it. And you can hook it up to that mirror app really easily and have it on a large screen on your computer mm. if yes. you so choose. Mm. Yes. And then use a controller with these games uh, with, like, the right stick emulating yeah. the, the, the crank there. Yeah. And, yeah, like the glossy finish on the screen. The screen just looks way nicer than I thought. It yeah, would, yeah. yeah. The whole thing is just so it, – it feels nice to hold. It, it's such a cool, thoughtful – uh, well put together thing that I really hope that they can crank <laughs> up their production of it and so people can have a look at this. It's 179 US dollars, yep, I believe, which is uh, 4,000 Australian dollars now. <laughs> and they, that they is st- that's a damn good price though for something that is like it's genuinely innovative. The support that they're giving to the developers is like, like you know, indie developers often. Uh, rightfully complain about how impossible it is to get highlighted right. on like a PlayStation store yep. or, you know, the Xbox. Like it's just, you got to, you know, forego some monies. You know, it's it's just a nightmare apparently to yeah. get sort of platformed. But this, they're really supporting even the ones that aren't official games. Like it's crazy. It's yeah. Cool. And I wonder what their process will be for making that, I think they've said they'll do a second season. Mm. Uh, you assume you would so. have to with assume them, with them writing season one and everything. Yeah. yeah, I wonder what it'll be for how they like because people it. are just uploading their ideas and putting them on this thing already. So they must be working with certain people who either have made games that they've liked or that they want to make a game with and and keeping that under wraps. And you'd assume they're in development now or whatever for a second right. season. Well, because they it seems like they headhunted the. Um, Return of the Obra Dinn guy. Like, they are right. seeking out these, yeah, like, credentialed indie developers and I assume paying them, you know, and I, that's why. Yeah. I haven't heard any these. big complaints from people, which, you know, so yeah. I assume so. And, yeah, a lot of the stuff that's on it that you look up on uh, Itch.io, I've made, a, I've made a call. of my own personal call there. Okay. Um, I prefer Scratchio. <laughs> I-T-C-H I-O. Yep. yep. A lot of the stuff that's on there for the Play Day is stuff that exists already, like little oh, yeah. PC games that they've ported over. There are a few. There's one that just came out called Legend of Etad that it has been made specifically for it. Someone made a little dungeon crawler thing that's been getting a lot of heat. Um, but, yeah, all the stuff that they have commissioned is exclusive to mm. the play date in mm. their in their season one so far, and they also have made a point of saying that they uh, they for this first season at least specifically they looked for um, a kind of a, div- a diverse range of indie developers, so like gender diverse, and mm-hmm. kind of really trying to highlight uh, different voices, which I think is 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 cool and yeah. worth worth making note of. Uh, but yeah, I, yeah, a, a season two would be great. I assume it would just be a, a you know, whatever, a set fee. Um, and, yeah, everyone being in the same boat who's got one and, and us all kind of getting them at the exact same time. Because, yeah. yeah, it just is such a – it's such a fun, just exciting thing to have to just know that for the next 12 weeks, which is a long time, just like, yeah, every Monday two new things, not knowing what they're going to be, mm. diving in and fucking around. It's a, it's such a – yeah, it's such a cool, unique thing. And really the only negative I would say about it, which is not even really a negative because it's outside of their control, is just – yeah, to get on here and be loving this and giving, you know, the most glowing praise I've probably ever given to a console is that 
it, well, anyone listening who's like, oh, it's for me. It's like you can't just easily go and grab one right now. Yeah. Which is a shame. Nothing that can be done about it. Obviously yeah. not their also fault. Also the same as a PS5 for the last well, yeah, few years. Yeah. Sure. So, yeah. It is a bummer. It would be it would be sick if this thing got to the point where it's just it's just in the shop. Mm. You click buy and it's there in a week's time. Because I think, again, that's kind of a big part of the reason why, yeah, you were saying that it's you know, you're not hearing about this thing everywhere yeah. because it's sort of, it is still kind of this like niche thing that's sort of pointless to to talk about in too much of a mainstream way. But Well, there's got to be fewer than I think 20,000 out there because they've just sort of wrapped up Wave 2 yep. which and it was 10,000 a wave, I think. I might right. be wrong, it might be 20,000 a wave. But like there's not that many. it might many be 20,000 total in, right. that first, in that first, in the first batch four. that they were like yeah, planning yeah. for. So there's not many in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Right now, so we're looking at a rare little bird. <laughs> That's it. So yeah, I if this, I think I would say most people who listen to this who have aligned with our tastes in terms of indies and smaller style stuff in the past, and just you know general appreciation of consoles and tech, you're gonna love this. So if mm. you're not in the queue already, just I reckon just get on there and. Just get yourself in that queue because it's, it's still going to take a while, but the sooner you do it, the you know, the yeah. sooner you'll get it. And you can get a refund while you're in that queue, I believe, because there's been a couple of times when I've gone and looked at it and gone, do I want this money back? Right. And I haven't done it, thankfully, because I'm looking forward to this thing. But mm. you know, if you want to put your money in there, I mean, put your money into savings and bonds, I suppose, <laughs> and to, into invest. I, but it, yeah, hey, it's, it, I feel like these will appreciate in value given they're so scarce. Yeah, could do. It's not I a bad investment. I mean, I can't believe from first reveal where we would have talked about it and we would have all been into it conceptually that there's been an entire pandemic has happened <laughs> yeah. in right. between. Feels, I mean, it has felt like a long wait, but also it was like crazy to me to look up and go, God. Damn, it has been a long time of yeah. like 2019 incremental little yeah a world away drips and drabs of information, um, and also yeah get on and listen to their podcast because it's cool that they're doing yeah each app a little interview with a developer which is kind of you can time along with getting your release of the games right. um, and just hearing the whole the whole idea of how it came to be. It was originally going to be a they wanted to make Panic wanted to make a little knickknack to celebrate ten years of being a company. Um, to just send out, they I think they thought they would make like 150 of just like a cool little thing that they would just send out to their biggest supporters. They would work mm. out the people that have, have been most kind of like involved and into the stuff that they've done in the past, and then and then the idea blew out. And then it was going to be for the 15 year anniversary, and then now it's just a thing that they are fully making, and it's yeah. been for their it's the company's been around for 20 years now, so right. it's been a decade long kind of like process Fuck. of like yeah. refining. Like originally they wanted it to be like a little game and watch emulator, um, and then they realised that those games are kind of boring. <laughs> so mm. yeah, it's um it's it's great. It's great to finally get it. It feels like a yeah just a long long standing thing uh, of just waiting for this fucking thing to show up but um yeah it's awesome nice well you know what i've been waiting a fucking long time for <laughs> what's that the chance to talk about the last of us hbo series yeah home the, box office that's the, right the 15th remake of the last of us part one <laughs> yeah is but months away they put out I get because they had a little bit of footage in there, like overall hbo thing right and yes. then they put out a proper trailer this last week yeah that yeah. overall hbo thing was so annoying <laughs> Because some of the stuff they showed, it was like... Because they had a little... In the bottom left corner of the screen, they, they had like, what, the title of the thing. Yep. But some of the clips were like one second long. Yes. And it was like, wait, what? I didn't even get a chance to read what that was. What was what? that dragon in? 
<laughs> it was in some kind of house in the clip. I know that much. I didn't get to read the text. Um, but yeah, very quick little snippet in that. And then they have properly, after, you know, some leaks of photos and oh, you know, yeah, just set yeah. photos and just these little drips and drabs, finally a proper official look at this show. This is still technically a teaser, right? It's like a yes. minute long. Yes. Uh, so you'd have to imagine at some point there'll be a more in-depth because have they said a date even yet? Like it's, it's next year, right? This is 2023, 2023 but yeah. is it like oh, like, early yeah. or late or don't know? Don't know. Uh, well, when do they usually premiere their big box office like you know bangers? Like middle of the yearish, Maybe. I think. Don't know. This might be out there, and we've just not seen. I it. think I'll if have a they're I, if they're sizzling it now, I'd say that it's going to be earlier because they. When they have like Euphoria and Succession, yeah. they're on sort of Octoberish. They're I like feel like oh, okay. I've heard February for some reason, yeah, um, and I don't know why that is. Probably it's just a month I've heard about before. <laughs> it would be crazy to be sizzling. They've it just said twenty twenty three. Yeah, point. okay. It would be weird to be sizzling it now if it's a year plus away. That's, that's true. Although I think they were filming it up until quite recently, and, and there's what, f- a fair bit of post to do on it. You'd have to but, imagine. So. The trailer itself doesn't doesn't have too much in it again as well. Like it's a quick, snappy little just bits and pieces of footage again. You're seeing a glimpse of a clicker. You're yes, getting a little clicking sound you're, you're from a, a clicker bit, too. Yeah, yeah, you're getting a bit of you're getting a you're getting a smidge of clicker in there, and yes. then you're getting a lot of people holding guns and yep. Blow, yelling things blowing up. Yep. Um, they introduced a new character, so I've done a little deep dive this yeah. morning. <laughs> Uh, Melanie Linsky, great uh, New Zealand yep. actor, actress. Is she from New Zealand? I didn't know that. Oh, maybe okay. she's not. She's in a Peter Jackson movie when she was young <laughs> and she had a New Zealand accent. Maybe she okay. is. I don't know. All right. I don't know. Uh, but uh, that's the first time I saw her in a movie called Heavenly Creatures, which is sick. Mm-hmm. And she's in like... Um, she was in Yellow Jackets recently. Yellow Jackets. great in that. The Informant, the Soderbergh movie. So she pops up as a new character. She's apparently the leader of a... a uh, I guess it's described as like a rebel group. Like the Fireflies. Like the Fireflies. But a different Fireflies. But not the Fireflies, okay. yeah. And I think, you know, thinking about that, it's like, well, they're not going to do the whole story in the first season, but how do they pad it out while well, they introduce more antagonists, I guess? The other thing I've seen people sort of speculating is that there's going to be a bit more flashbacking than, oh. than The Last of Us did, which was zero, I suppose, because they have that intro bit and then yeah. it's all kind of from 20 years later because there's some bits and pieces... Of the actor is playing Tess with mm-hmm. different hair and sort of so looking as though she's being shown in different I'd time love to periods. See, right. Yeah, I think that would be a good way of yeah, fleshing it out as a show, making it more interesting for people yeah, for everyone. Like for yes. even people that have played the game. Yeah. I'd love to see more of it first kicking off because you get that very brief glimpse at the start of the game and then we go forward. Is it ten? Years? 20 years. 20 years, right. Yeah. Fuck. It's a huge jump. So seeing, I like, I th- always think in these kinds of um, uh, stories, the really interesting thing to me is seeing it all kind of really start to crumble and mm. go to shit. Mm. I get for a game it makes more sense to have just jumped into, like, this is what the world is now. But, yeah, I'd love to see the couple of months after it in the show. Yeah. It's funny Agreed. as well because, like, the clips that they've shown in this trailer, you can place a lot of them into, oh, that is from the game The Last of Us. Yes. Yep. And yes. you're not seeing much that I the the furthest that I thought I was able to tell was was Joel comforting Ellie in the snow, which is after the whole bit with um whatever that guy's name who Nolan North voices. David? David. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So 
I, that's the furthest. How do they come up with this stuff. I know, I know. <laughs> that is the furthest in time. It might. I might be wrong about when that is, but it. it no, I, I assume that as well. But yeah, we could be. I can't believe two of us would be wrong. Uh, no, <laughs> what a! <laughs> it's impossible. Yeah. You yeah. know what? I'm going to go for it. It's David. Ah. <laughs> but so uh, it, it it you would assume then because the stopping points you could have it, spoilers for the Last of Us, I suppose. Sure. Would be like Joel falling off his horse and it turning to winter. Yeah. That would be a, a logical place to end a season if you knew you were coming back. Mm-hmm. Or kind of at the end of the first game. Yeah. Yeah. I. That is the thing I'm most fascinated by mm. with how do they... Because let's say you end season one at the start of the first game. And again, spoilers for... The start the, of the first game. At the end game. of the first game. Sorry, yeah. That, yeah. <laughs> You just end with, a the lot title, of padding. end with the title card. Yeah. Okay. So you, at the end of the first game, they, yeah. and then start of season two, which you would assume if that was the case, that then you would be doing The Last of Us Part Two. And doing the time two. jump again there. and Doing the time jump again. And the, the big moment in that game early on, I can't really see a production company wanting to do that with a no. show with a show that has been popular enough to get a second season in a game it's a different thing and what they were wanting to do with that game was to really like subvert people's expectations and put the player off kilter yeah. i thought it worked superbly in that but i cannot see a tv series in season 2 making a making a leap like that i think i disagree I'm trying really hard to not say it but hbo did very well with game of thrones yeah True. so i think yep. i disagree i disagree with you right I think that, and I we got I, a three-way disagreement. We got a Mexican standoff. I always assumed that they were going to really slowly parcel out the first game story over like a couple of seasons at least. Yeah, and and fill it in. You know, like obviously the game, it's like how long is the first game? Like fifteen hours ish, something like something that. Something like that. It's like a lot of that's gameplay. But with a, with a TV show, you can explore more, you know, your, your internal monologues, yeah. your personal conflicts. All of those notes you're finding, you want to maybe show in world. Absolutely. Like those sorts of little backstory yeah. things have those stories take place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. More, yeah, I guess if we're getting flashbacks to, you know, that's another way to, to build that out. And then if they were going to do The Last of Us Part 2, it'd almost be like, not a spin-off, but like... You know, the, like a House of the Dragon of like it's the same oh. show but different almost. I you could know? see them. I could see them following game the first game in season one, or if they do it over two seasons, pretty closely, mm-hmm. and then sort of by that point having the having the audience on board and having the confidence to kind of do their own thing a little bit. Maybe right. because I really do think that the main thing about it is that that twist into it it exists as a device for the gameplay, yeah. and I don't think that it would carry over as well into a narrative device in oh. a in a series a, got, as well. I think you could still do a lot of that stuff. You've but got yeah. all the flashbacking in too as well to kind of... Yeah, that's true. And what, so whether or not they take that flashback stuff and put it into a more chronological order right. for the show. And or, then you've still got all the stuff in between the first and second games. You know, yeah. like there's a lot of time to cover that you could... Yeah, maybe you just do this as one long ongoing show where they're they're filling in gaps and yeah. Do they have the left behind stuff be right. yeah. in the show? So we don't know. Obviously, we're not part of the production of the HBO's <laughs> yeah. version Breaking of The Last news. of Us. <laughs> I will say overall, though, this this looked cool. This made yeah. me feel good about the show. I would be interested to know. I meant to I meant to show it to my girlfriend to just kind of get the take of someone who's 
outside of the world of having played right. the games and knowing the story Your pretty girlfriend, intimately. Joe Everyman. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Joanna Everyman. <laughs> oh, Donnie Cheeseburger, whatever. I love those names. Joe Sixpack? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when we get married, I am gonna I am gonna take her surname. Tommy Everyman. Wow. Oh. <laughs> How could I resist? Yeah. But yeah, um, I am that's the that's the big question. I think maybe why it's not as as impactful for us as a trailer is because yeah, we recognise all this stuff from the game. Mm. And I assume it'll be done well and I like the cast. We got uh, the girl from Game of Thrones. Bella Ramsey. And mm-hmm. we got Wait. Is that a real name? Or just I think it is, yeah. Yeah, there was just a character called Ramsay, so I was like, I must be wrong. No, but no, she's no. Leanna Mormon in the show, so yeah. Bella Ramsey. And, uh, and uh, Pedro old Pascal. PP. Yeah. Yeah. PP himself, yeah. Who uh, is like, I re- they're great together. And yeah. so yeah. apparently the buzz at HBO is that they think they've got something real good yeah, on their yeah. hands. Cool. Apparently internally. Well, we know they've got a good story, right? Right. So yeah, I mean, this, this really did make me go, I'm looking forward to watching this. And I really feel like this is going to track with someone who mm. isn't familiar. Like, I was like, this is going to be a good show to watch with my girlfriend. I think she'll be, you know, I, I think I'll enjoy it. And I think oh, this is this, you could show this to someone, yeah, outside of that. And they'll they'll be able to enjoy it just on the level of like, this is a show. I yeah. just realised. anything to. This is what it must have been if you'd have read the Song of Ice and Fire books. Yeah. When they started putting out the, the Game of Thrones trailers and stuff. And we'll be the people filming our girlfriend's reactions <laughs> to the fucking Red Wedding yeah, equivalent of The yeah. Last of Us. I 100% think they'll go with all of that Fuck. stuff based on what they've done before. Like, yeah. Oh, look, I'll yes. tell you this. And quick plug for you guys at the moment. You're back doing Are You Talking To Me? Yes. Speaking of HBO and Game of Thrones. Right. Uh, people should go check that out if they're watching House of the Dragon week to week. Um, or if you've, you know... Watched Game of Thrones in the past, or if you're only just coming to it now, you've you guys have done every there. single episode of that. It's yes. all there. It's called Are You Talking to Me? Yes. Um, like Arya from Game of Thrones. Yep. Um, I have watched the first season back in the day, mm-hmm. and then never kept up with it. And I think my girlfriend was in the same boat. Right. Um, and the other day she was like, "Should we do Game of Thrones?" Oh, I'm like, oh, "I wouldn't mind it." Yeah. And she's like, "Yeah, yeah, okay." She's like, "You know what I'm going to do." I'm going to watch the Red Wedding episode now just to kind of see how I feel about it and then maybe we can go. This is like we're in bed and I was like just reading and I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? You're actually, your partner's name is Joe Psychopath. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, what are you doing? So you're going to sit there and watch, when's that, season three, four? End of season two, is two, it? Maybe I think. Three, but it's like, like the it's most the big moment thing, that you're yeah. building up to. That and you, you gotta like, have the investment. You gotta have context. It's <laughs> yeah. yeah. like no, it's like, and I was like, also using that as the barometer of whether you're going to enjoy the show. Right. You're not going to enjoy it because you don't know who any of these cunts are. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell! Well, I hope you can get her on the right track. Maybe. Maybe I should encourage this, and you guys can get her on as a guest. Do <laughs> oh, a red, that's not do bad. a red, do a red wedding redo. Yeah, <laughs> through the eyes this of someone woman who watched Game of Thrones backwards. <laughs> <laughs> um, fuck. Well, we'll have to do the Last of Us show, I guess. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Like, I'll be watching week to week, and yeah, when it comes out, I'll be, I'll be up for a little dip in on here. Do, oh, yeah. we'll do it on the Aria feed. We'll just, you know, switch we'll over some Last of Us. I mean, on yeah, because it will be. I mean, that's the cool. I am a. I'm a fan of this. This will be HBO. It's week to week. It's yeah. not all just up at once. Like mm. I do like the investment of, you know, again, like the play date thing. Everyone's kind of, everyone who's in, it's like we're just all on the same page at the same time. Yeah. When we were doing Better Call Saul recently on mm. the um, companion podcast to this over on yes. Patreon, 
it was fun. You, you know, you get your little week to digest it and yeah. It's interesting what it means as well for a potential Last of Us 3, which I feel like is oh, more likely now mm-hmm. with how big that series is and getting an HBO show and all of this. Like yep. they would have to th- be pretty sure they're doing it, right? Maybe they yeah. could do, yeah. I mean, I don't know what more there is to do with that story, but they could do prequel. They could set something in the I'd love in the 20 to, uh, years in between. With with I it's I don't I guess I don't want to say my idea in case you haven't played Last of Us 2 and want spoilers for that, but they could do something with the characters from that game, do another time jump, show some new characters, yep. have yes. the Last of Us 2 characters show up as yeah. older versions of themselves. You know, or, in a different situation, maybe as antagonists, maybe yep, as you right. know, like there's well, plenty could, of stuff. The Game of Thrones comparison is a really good one because let's say that game doesn't come out or it gets announced and you know, would be presumably long development time. Mm. It would would end up being the same thing as Game of Thrones, where let's say over the course of like two or three years of, the, of this series, they catch up to where the games oh, are yeah. at and yeah. then they're just going they're just going rogue and like Druckmann, the, just give us some you know bullet points to go <laughs> yeah, by yeah. like yeah. like people do it's like oh it's all just you know he's still fucking writing the books but they've yeah. they've outpaced him it's like we would be there going like i don't want to watch this fucking series cuz i'm waiting for the game to come out I know. and they've like a bit cuz sh- at least with the game development you'd write the story pretty early on right mm. true so they could have that but then yeah the issue is like well do i wait to play the game yep do i watch the show yeah. Which is oh. why I think it would be the ideal thing would be this going off in enough of a different path. Maybe. Using the early... I get the impression that The Walking Dead did that with the comics. It started out pretty oh, right. faithful the and then kind of veered away. gone all over the fucking yeah. shop. And right. that's what makes me kind of not want this to do too much prequel stuff or too much right. of just the yeah. here's it all kicking off because I couldn't give a fucking shit. <laughs> like it. <laughs> but I, The Walking Dead also is, in my opinion... A bit of a lower pedigree than a game of, uh, sorry, uh, an HBO show. For sure. Sure, I think part of the problem that The Walking Dead runs into, though, that I don't know how you avoid with this is that zombies are boring. And so the more the zombies are part of the story, the, the, so I, the, the last of us is good because the characters are good. I guess. Yeah. yeah. The the Walking Dead comics are great. And just the, the whole, um, the, the idea behind it was that in the movies, the, the zombie invasion always ends. The military right. turn up and, you know, yes. it lasts for two hours of a movie, which is, you know, six months in world or whatever. And their idea with that was, what if that day never comes? Mm. And this just goes forever and ever and ever, which is kind of easier to do in a comic than it is in a TV show because yes. it's a lot more money. And The yeah. comic did yeah. also end. Yeah. Which, yeah. like, it, <laughs> so sure have zombie world, but, like, you've got to... But it went for a fucking long time. It did. It mm. did. I, I, those guys did that for ages. Was so Fear the of... Walking Dead a comic? Because they've done spin-offs of The Walking Dead I th- as well. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure if that was a comic. I read the Walking Dead one, but never the... Uh, yeah. Stopped being able to care about like the repetition of those stories. I just wouldn't want right. to see another one. But this is a good version of that post-apocalypse zombie totally. story. Totally. So this is... keep Keep with what you know already works possibly and then expand. Yeah. But I, I'm, I'm not sure how... I wonder if they'll lean more into like the kind of the interesting point of difference about The Last of Us story is the that you've got this girl who's potentially a cure. Right. So yeah. th- there's not a lot of zombie media where they kind of have that as a 
as a plot device, really? And then, well, mm. and 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 then making the choices around that that the characters make. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm interested to see it play out. I hope that it is as good as it seems to be. People chatting about. I didn't like watching the trailer because trailers uh, don't tend to show things well. Yeah. I didn't, I'm not like excited from the trailer. I'm excited from the idea of the show being good. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. sure the show is just like yeah. They're, they're we've talked a lot about how they're having to like kind of straddle the two worlds of the two different types of people that are going to be watching this. Yes. Um, and pr- probably even more so with the trailer. It's like, are you showing stuff from the games? Right. Are you you know highlighting the differences to kind of get people that are were maybe a bit checked out to be like, oh, this won't just be treading the exact same ground. And yeah. I feel like they did a good job of that of of yeah, of servicing both of those I think so. ideas. I yeah. think so. And I think that there are people out there who are not so much like us in the way they consume like a trailer where right. they want to see that it does match up to the the game and their mm-hmm. idea of the show. And right. I do think they did that pretty but well. But it looks yeah. high quality. It looks there's yeah. a high level of polish to it. Just seeing at the start from the director of Chernobyl. It's like Boy, oh, yeah. I bet this guy's a hoot at parties. <laughs> what are you working on next? Z- zombie apocalypse. I can't believe that guy's still getting jobs. He fucked up with Chernobyl. <laughs> that place fucking exploded. Um, no, they fucking they take care of their own, mate. I've just realised that this show will be too violent for my girlfriend too, so I'm going to have to come watch it at your house. Come round. Yeah, oh, totally. Come I on. I want to see someone's reaction. I've never, I've never done a TV watch party. Fuck, um, we'll do a podcast afterwards. Yeah, good good time for, for TV show video game adaptations. I'll get my girlfriend to play... Um, uh, jump into chapter six of part two of The Last of Us. Oh yeah, sure. as her introduction <laughs> yeah. to The Last of Us lore. Yeah, the introduction yeah. of Abby is where she <laughs> to see if she likes it. So uh, we haven't watched that Edge Runner show yet, the cyberpunk thing. None of us, but that sounds good, and I want to watch that. And we'll talk about it here. Yeah, I've watched I one episode, and it's yeah. it's it's all right. It's you know, there's a lot to it's a lot of just kind of setup. But yeah, we're talking. Maybe we'll uh, we'll try and all um, take down the whole thing of it and do a big. Do a big cyberpunk recap in like I don't know a couple of weeks or something. That'd be so yeah. If you guys are listening, you're into that, then uh, and you haven't gone in yet, mm. and you want to you want to watch along with us. That'll be happening soonish. But uh, uh, it's cool. It's it's neat. Maybe we are. Yeah. Maybe we are at a turning point here of video game media. Absolutely mm. not sucking ass every time it comes out. We got yeah. that anime. There's a near automata anime coming out. Yes. That I guess is an adaptation of the story of the game. So yeah, I watched. There was like an eight minute video that came out. Uh, mm. I guess overnight or yesterday um, about this about this anime series uh, adaptation of near. Uh, automata, so it is the near automata version 1.1a. Is yeah, the full stupid name 2b and 9s. That's the main characters, yes. yeah. So they had oh, they interviewed the voice actors for them, but they also interviewed the director of the series and Yoko Taro, obviously the creator. And I thought it was interesting. Um, he commented kind of specifically on the stuff we've been talking about with The Last of Us of like, well, everyone at the company making this anime loves the game. And they wanted to adapt it and put all the big moments from the game in there and be really faithful as a sign of respect to the game because they're big, big fans. But him as the creator, he was like, no, I'm here to say we can fuck around with it. You know, I've made the game. The story of the game is out there. So what I want to do is make it surprising and entertaining for people who know that story already. Cool. You know, they are want to lay a foundation of being faithful and creating that world and 
It's a fascinating world. And the aesthetics and stuff are mm. exactly carried over from yes. that. They, you know, that the stuff that you'd want to keep mm. for sure is all there in what they've shown of this so far. Yeah, it was funny. The director was like, I've never made a anime series where you can't see the character's eyes. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, it's like, yeah. that's a pretty big challenge, you know, yeah, to get that. Remote? Yeah, yeah. Um, mm. But yes, I, I thought it was great that Yoko Taro was like, no, like this, this has to be separate in some way. That's why it's called 1.1a. You know, it's yeah, not, cool. it's not a straight adaptation, um, which makes me really excited for it. And uh, out of anyone who means that, it's Yoko Taro because yeah. like he's made a fucking musical play about it and like all these different things. And the game itself is five different versions of that story, right. sort of like yes. Uh, it's an exciting thing as well because I fucking love Nier Automata. Yeah, I'm gonna. I fucking love cyberpunk anime. I'm gonna gobble this shit up. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Well, before you do, you might want to shave your balls. Hey, I don't think it's gonna come into it to be honest, but I'll do it anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's it's always good to stay you know trim and tidy, and the best way to do that is by using the products of a little company called Manscaped.com. Proud sponsors of Filthy Casuals. Well, I don't know if they're we, proud no, about we it. have to assume. I guess. Uh, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Especially because we all like what they make. And well, we're, yeah. we've we're talked proud, about it a hundred times. We're proud endorsers of their products. Yeah. yeah, we're proud recipients. We should email them and just ask them for a top ten ranking of their favourite <laughs> podcasts that they sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Come on, boys, throw the mug off under the bus. <laughs> Well, for our part, we definitely like, yeah, we've mentioned two before and it continues to be the truth that we like their products. The the Platinum Package thing that is kind of their flagship comes with the, the lawnmower, which is their main lad. Yep. That's your chopper. That's your chopper. It's shaving your balls down to the nub, <laughs> I believe is how they say it. Waterproof, which is great. It's convenient. I'm sure people have had to, you know... Back in the day, before they could waterproof, uh, you know, men's grooming products mm-hmm. would have been hell. But oh. you can just make it part of your bloody shower routine. Yep. Uh, it's a cool little flashlight on there to help you out. And like uh, all these like... Uh, I shower like in the dark, so it's very helpful. A shampoo conditioner combined two in mm-hmm. one thing that's pretty good. A body wash that's good. All, all the shit is good. And The so weed whacker. The weed whacker. You nose cannot in your hair. forget. Yeah. Yeah. I love the weed whacker. Or if you've just got like a, if you're very small and have a tiny little beard, oh, then yes. you could use it for that as well, I suppose. A little, little mm. pixie or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A little elf. <laughs> yes. Hard to buy a gift for an elf. That's what do you true. get? The, you've, the... you've heard of elf on the shelf. Yeah. Well, this is. Yes. Weed whacker for your clacker. Oh, okay. That works. It's. <laughs> <laughs> it relies That's on good. some shitty Australian <laughs> slang, but yeah, I guess it got there. I wish podcasts could pick up the panic in Ben's face. <laughs> I um, always focused on the panic rather than coming up with an idea as well. Yeah, it's like just improvise. <laughs> so uh, you, it's gift giving season and stuff, and an elf would Halloween, be hard to buy for. Halloween's coming up. Buy your loved one a ball trim. If you're going to sexy bore out yet again, oh. you don't want to have too much bush coming over. Uh, go have a look, manscaped.com. Yeah. Take, if you, ca- take care of your mankini line. Now, if you use the code filthy, mm-hmm. I'll let you in What's on a little happen? secret. Okay. Don't Why worry. would I? If you press up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, <laughs> BA start. Yes. And then type in the code filthy, you get 20% off and free shipping. Hey. Well, you, you've got to leave the BA start bit out of there because then you'll have typed buff filthy. <laughs> That's true. Just yeah. <laughs> M-A-N-S-C-A-P-E-D dot C-O-M forward slash nothing. And then enter <laughs> yeah. or return. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Use the code filthy 20% off free shipping of the very good products that they have at Manscaped. That's it.
That's what I reckon. Go support the company that supports your favourite podcast. <laughs> this is one thing that all three of us can agree on. You could do that on your phone if you wanted to. Sure you could. You know something else I've been doing on my phone? Oh, oh God. Playing some little bloody games. Oh! Thank Christ. <laughs> okay. I had no idea where he was going with that. Uh, I've gotten back into mobile gaming. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Apple Arcade had uh, Shovel Knight Dig go up. I think this is the only place you're doing it right now. Or it says Apple Original somewhere on the store. Okay. I don't That's... know where else Shovel Knight Dig is maybe available. It's. I think it's on everything. I'm playing it on the bloody Nintendo right. Switch, mate. So this is like when okay. so when I was watching Better Call Saul in the UK, it would say a Netflix original before, oh, yeah. which is like, you fucking liars. <laughs> yeah, we know this is an AMC You're production. tricking the people on this poor island. Yeah. Uh, well, it's... Haven't they gone through enough? Yeah. <laughs> the cost of energy, and now you've got to increase the cost of truth. Yeah. Um, it's Recently departed... Boris Johnson, yep, from the role of That's PM. That's the biggest recent departure from UK. <laughs> so anyway, you you it, it is available on Apple Arcade and apparently plenty of other places. Shovel okay. Knight Dig is uh like a roguelike digging game. I think this is the I believe I don't know if they've officially said this, but this is sort of their end of the line of Shovel Knight oh, games that they are putting out. Right. They they certainly don't have anything else. Announced. I would imagine they'll probably come back to him at some point. He's done well enough for him. Yeah. He's, they did uh, the original one and then three sequels. Three or four updates. Yeah. There, something right. like that. A little fighting game. Uh, last year's Pocket Dungeon, which I loved, which was like a little puzzle game. And then, yeah, this is yet another. This is sort of in the same style of Pocket Dungeon graphically, where it's 16 like. 16-bit looking kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, which, again, is I, I like that little conceit of, yeah. hey, these kicked off on the NES and then. When we got to the Super Nintendo area, we started just fucking around with the format. And this is yet another fuck around that um, is very well done. I don't know if this type of... It's very much this type of game where it is randomly generated dungeons. You are going down and down and down, digging through dirt and dodging enemies and fighting them as Shovel Knight Mm -hmm. uh, with gear that you are getting on your way to try and get through a certain amount of uh, floors down to a final boss. Right. Yep. You're beating bosses along the way. You're getting gems and coins and shit and spending them in shops that will randomly pop up along the way or things like that. You can buy the ability to jump forward into areas you've gotten to previously. Which then means that you've skipped over some possible upgrades. So you've yep. got to right. think about whether or not you want to put the time in or like it's worth avoiding the risk of getting hurt in that first bit and fucking yourself up. You, there are little um, sort of cogs that you're getting as you're going down that unlock a big safe down the bottom that'll give you a bigger upgrade. Lots of bits and pieces to be thinking about as you're yeah. going down. Each each like level, each area has three little sections to it. And in each of those three sections, yeah, there's three cogs. Then at the end of the section, if you've gotten all three cogs, you get the option between uh, like uh, getting an upgrade or replenishing your health. Right. right. So it really is worth going out of your way to, I tell you what, missing one of those cogs. Oh. It fucks me off. <laughs> Especially when it's something where you 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 knew what to do and yep. you just fucked it up mechanically. Because you can't go back up. You can't like right. unless there's like a little ledge there or like a platform or whatever. So if you've if you've missed it, then that's it. It's gone. And you've got to keep going because there's like a big saw that's coming after you. Oh no! To 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 chop you up okay. if you take too long at any one sort of spot. Oh, yeah, scary. Hey. Um, I agree with you, Adam. It is my. It's probably my least favorite of. The Shovel Knight game so far. Right. But it's also probably one of my most favourite roguelike games. Just because it's hmm. not typically a format that I enjoy, but this is probably 
one of my favorite versions of this type of game. It's good. It's really addictive. And like, it is doing that thing that people get with this of like, oh, one more run and I reckon yeah, I can right. do it. And like the bosses are fun to fight in the same way that they were in Shovel Knight. It all controls basically the same as Shovel Knight right. where you are bouncing on things with your shovel or digging at them to attack them to the mm-hmm. sides. You can't dig up. And I always want to dig up. I know. And I can never fucking do it. I want to go snake style. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I want to go up and get that cog. I'd love to be able to do that. (laughs) But you can dig sort of sideways through dirt. So if you've got like patches of dirt, the bridge or chasm, you can dig through them and go. You can jump and then dig. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And and you've, you've, you've got tight control. Over what you're doing, I've been playing it on the phone with the with the backbone thing that oh, I got. Cool. Oh, right! That backbone is cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's awesome. It only just fits. I've got an iPhone 12 Pro Max. <laughs> yeah, and like the little camera bump will kind of nudge it forward off of there a little uh, bit. It's right. just a bit of a shame, but it still feels great. And that the the backbone is is very good if you're looking for like a phone controller. You could always you could always you could also sync like a, a different kind of Bluetooth control yes. with your phone, right? Yeah. And you can also just play if you've got like a Mac or an iPad or whatever. Yeah, true. Or, yes. And apparently it's on a bunch of other stuff too. But it is on Apple Arcade and it's good there and it runs well. Mm. Um, and I'm enjoying it. It's just a little bit too random for me. Okay. It's like mid-2000s internet humor. Not <laughs> that. It's not It's not trying to do that. No, actually. the randomizing no. of... I agree. Like it... it the writing yeah, is nice. It's still... It's Yeah, it's fun. I'm definitely getting that one more. And after I unlocked the ability to kind of go to just jump straight into the next areas that yeah. I've gotten to, that kind of reinvigorated me with it a bit because I didn't feel like I was just doing the exact same area with the same music again and again and again. But it looks beautiful. The pixel yeah. art in it is great. And it, as much as I'm enjoying it, it is hard uh, not to feel like, oh, I, I wish that they had just made another true blue mm. Shovel Knight in this 16-bit style where they had <sighs> a bit more, you know what I mean, like kind of like upgraded what you could do in it from the leap from like a NES to a SNES game. Maybe. I think it's even that I quite like this. It's just not giving me the loop. It's not giving me enough permanent upgrades. That's mm. that's Quickly a big enough. part of it. Yeah, you don't you don't really feel like you're getting that progress of like, oh, now I've got this new weapon that I can take down with me every time. You're right. you're unlocking that you're buying these items in the shop on the surface, but you're buying the ability to potentially find them in a chest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. On your dig. So there's no stuff that you can get that's like, now I'm kitted out for this run with this specific, like, you know, Hades or whatever, where you, you know, you can then favor a different type of weapon. Dead cells and all sorts of things that will... Returnal. Yeah. Yeah. You're You're not earning that much permanent stuff because right. like you've got a little camp up the top where different people will be there every time and you can chat to them and some of them have bits of advice and whatever but it really throws you in and you have to do a fair few runs before you're even kind of figuring out mechanically how stuff works like you can get these uh bonus weapons that that are stronger attacks and you can swap them out for each other and it doesn't really teach you about any of that. Right. So kind of the permanent unlock that you're getting is learning what the fuck's going on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which but all of their stuff is kind of done a little bit in I guess terms so, of like yeah. the extra, like the, I, I mean, this one's a great example where like you're sitting at your little camp and there's the hole that you jump down to sort of start the game proper. Mm-hmm. There's an arrow pointing to the right. Where so if you hop over the gap and you follow that arrow, you then are in a store where you can buy a couple of different things. But what it doesn't tell you is that to the left of you, there's a whole camp where oh. the the another store is, and the the guy who can skip you forward to the other areas. You just yeah. have to like intuit. Oh, what if I go left? Which they've kind of they've sort of always done in these games of like the little the the sort of the the side stuff of like the little yeah shopkeepers and stuff yeah. aren't 
aren't really spelt out to you, which I do kind of like. But it is like that it. is a hell of, like a real throwback sort yeah. of thing, right? Yeah. yeah, I like. Well, not to give it away, but there's like places where you can accidentally dig maybe and find a little thing that is like right. a, a new type of. I can get upgrades from this thing. Like, there's lots of spots like that and like when you're going down you'll start to see similar types of rooms and go like oh this is the mole guy he'll give me this yep and 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 from the lanterns outside of different shops you figure out what sort of things you're looking for but it's hard every time you go down there's lots of enemies and they're always like kind of floating up from the bottom of the screen there's lots Mm -hmm. of that type Mm -hmm. so you're always dealing with stuff you've got to be on your game all the time it's it's quite demanding but it is fun. It's just I think your mileage will vary depending on how much you uh, enjoy this sort of genre. If you of, like of this thing, format, right. I think yeah. If yeah, if you're a shovel knight fan and you you like this format, you'll love oh, this. You're in. Which mm. is the which is the experience I had last year with Pocket Dungeon. I love puzzle games already, right. and then one of them with the shovel knight the sheen on it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, still still really liking this. It's good, and um, if you've got Apple Arcade for some reason. Uh, have have a go of it there because uh, it is it's free on that and it's very fun or have Apple Arcade not realise it's on there and then pay for it on another console (laughs) (laughs) I might Um, pay for it Um, I've been playing uh, mobile mobile game too I've been playing Candy Crush I'm on level (laughs) 2238 good lord wow and are your are your nieces and nephews trying to get you to break this habit because you keep Texting them, what is it? You post the link on Facebook and you get another get few me, goes. Send me lives. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I mean, this is not real news. They've introduced ads in Candy Crush. Okay. Similar to the ones that I think we talked about recently. Yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of them are ads for those other shitty games. Yeah. But um, you can get lives just by watching like five second ads. Yeah. Now. So Don't mind that. It's, I've just, I just keep playing. What have you bought? Yeah, evidently, Do yeah. You? Yeah. <laughs> What have you been? Av- what have you had advertised to you? Um, uh, actually, a lot of them are just ad ads. So, like, I'm seeing ads for uh, Ampol, okay. the service station, <laughs> um, a like a website called like Capital, which is like an investment app. I think All right. the idea of you sitting um, on this couch watching two thousand ads for Ampol. Yeah. <laughs> Often it'll be like or like you know a, a Clive Palmer. <laughs> Oh, yeah, well, what's funnier is like Ampol going, you know where we got to get the word out? Candy Crush. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Google Chrome is one of the ads. Okay. It's like, right. hey, you just tap the button and install Google Chrome on your phone. Like, do you that need is... to advertise Google Chrome? <laughs> That's more legit than I thought it would be. I mean, I thought yeah. it would just Candy be like Crush dank is the other top, mobile top ads. Top rank kinda. of yeah. what, where you're going to want to put your ads, though, in a That's mobile true. game. Yeah. But they, I was getting some of the like fish fun or whatever it's called. Yeah, yeah. yeah and sure. like bl- block Sudoku. Two no. dots. Wudoku. Yeah. Yeah. Two Dots is a great game. Two I dots, actually I played a bit of Two Dots yeah. and then it started showing me these ads and I went, fuck you. There's no yeah. way I'm ever getting to level 2000 of anything. <laughs> yeah. Have I've you seen the ads at all for um, getting to fuck Lois Griffin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see a lot of them. They stop showing them to you once you hit on them, when you cl- <laughs> yeah. once you click on them enough. Yeah. The algorithm realizes. <laughs> you start getting ads for therapists. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hide ad. Why? Because I already have this product. I've so already come, so it's pointless. <laughs> yeah. Something else I gave a little uh, wiggle of. Well, you don't want to keep talking about Candy Crush. <laughs> we could talk about it for two thousand more levels worth if you it's want. Honestly, <laughs> I, I've like met other people who are serious Candy Crushers. Our friend Talia has been, oh, been yeah. a Candy Crush fan for yep. years. Big Candy Heads. They're on like fucking five thousand and something, and it goes up wow. to like you know twelve thousand or something like that. I mean, I, if you've got what ten years now of Candy yeah, Crush, yeah. more than experience behind you yeah. then the person who could have cured cancer 
has unfortunately not had the man hours to do it <laughs> yeah. because of Candy Crush. I feel like I saw a news story in the past six months of like, um, you know, grandmas complain to Zynga or whatever that yeah. they've got to the last level. <laughs> like, <laughs> wow. God, how much are you playing this? Yeah. Well, uh, your grandparents visiting more. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess all, a lot of mobile games are kind of structured like that now too because the, the other one I've been playing off of Apple Arcade is uh, recently out. And it is Jetpack Joyride 2. Oh. Loved Jetpack Joyride it's numero like, un. Mm. It was good. It's like 10 years old or something at this point, which is crazy how time yeah. flies. Much like a jetpack. It's classic uh, hold down on the screen. You go a bit higher. Yep. Let go. You drop and that's your it. Your flappy birds. Your yes. helicopter yep. games. That sort of thing. Yep. Uh, and it's doing the same thing with 2, but you've got just more levels and upgrades and things like that. Uh, it oh is yeah, yeah. I forgot. Like th- that's a huge part of it. All of the different, yeah, things you, you can the modify modifiers you can add to your. You're slowly your upgrading your jetpack. You've got like a factory that's working to get you coins in the background, like that's a cookie right. clicker type of thing. Yep. And it's it's more of the same thing, but uh, it's been long enough now that I'm enjoying doing more of jetpack joyriding. Mm, if you play yeah, the I'm first get one, this. yeah, same. It, yeah, I'm gonna do it right now. It's a bit of fun. You the check first in one's in every on day. like PlayStation and stuff as well. <laughs> is it can, really? Yeah, yeah. Two might be as well. I suppose this is oh. where I've been playing it, and it's not. It's very good to have as a phone game. You can because yeah. yep. you can use it with one finger on the tram while all your other fingers are busy pointing at people. <laughs> yes, <laughs> get off. <laughs> <laughs> Pointing back at yourself. Yeah. Well, <laughs> Well, some of them are. So <laughs> I, I, I would recommend it's not particularly deep or complex. Like hmm. I think that is it. It's still made by the same company. It's I still assume. half brick. Yeah. Yet. Yeah. Um, that must be, I don't know what else they've been making in the past 10 years. Well, they're the fruit ninja people. They mm-hmm. got, they got a fair bit of, uh, I guess they put that on uh, VR. Cause I played fruit ninja. Oh yeah. VR. Yep. Yeah. I think they've done a lot of that stuff. I couldn't tell you the history of Heartbreak. Half Why not? They're in Queensland. Yeah, I know that. So you about know, them. you know, you know a bit. Yeah, I know some of their history. But yeah. Jetpack Joyride Two is a simple, enjoyable, uh, f- fun arcade action game. Hell yeah! That I would recommend if you're looking for something to do on your phone. Fuck yeah! Otherwise, I probably don't bother. If you're sitting down in front of an Xbox to play Jetpack Joyride Two, that might not be quite as satisfying. Mm. Yes, but I am enjoying it in the the format that it's in. Well, guys, we're talking video game adaptations. We're talking new funky little bits of hardware. Mm -hmm. We're talking phone games. And it really makes you wonder, when are the big console boys going to (laughs) get off their fannies and give us a new AAA to sink our teeth into? Uh, about three weeks. Yeah, yeah probably three two, weeks. I yeah, think. Yeah, 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 right. Well, so there's Mario... some that are out that we haven't played. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> Mario plus Rabbids Sparks of Hope will be, what, two or three weeks away? Yeah, yeah. three yeah. weeks, I think. Yeah. God of War is... is out, like, after oh, being yes. a sort of early access-y, yes. beta-y sort of thing for a long time. We're going to all go in on that for next week, I Grounded believe. 1.0, yeah. It has a single-player mode now, too, rather than just the co-op thing. Yeah. Right. So. And someone out there, I'm going to play this for next week. Uh, this got spotlighted in a lot of different places. Someone used Super Mario Maker 2 oh, yeah. to make sort of an unofficial uh, Mario Brothers 5 because uh, they had that update where you could do like world maps and you could link a lot of things together. And that was always the, the promise of mm. that was like, oh, this would be cool if someone did this. And I'm sure plenty of people did. But for whatever reason, this guy, I think he started working on this in with Mario Maker 1 and right. moved some of that over. And he's he's really tried to make it feel as much like a um, 
a, a genuine, like, the kind of thing that Nintendo would have made if they continued making the games in this style. He's only focused on the, like, retro art styles. Yes. Uh, and, yeah, it's been getting a bit... I'm sure other people have done their versions of this, but this is the one that's been getting picked up during the week, a lot of different kind yeah. of outlets reporting on it. Well, so it's like a proper proper game length as well. It's yes. like, you know, dozens of hours long, yeah. apparently. And so this is yeah. on... Uh, yeah, this, and he's just put the code up for it, so you can just plug that into your copy of Mario Maker 2 and have yeah. a go this. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm going to play this during the week. I'm yeah, excited. me too. I'm excited I for it. Yeah, yeah. It's the he he described it as yeah the the thing that they should have put into this game already yeah like a, a properly curated you know designed two uh, D platformer yeah. I did like yeah. the the single player levels that were with Mario Maker two that, yeah that when was you were building your castle and shit yeah, yeah yeah I finished them all off in lockdown last year and it, yeah it was it's fucking great yeah I think I said at the time if you have been put off that game because you don't really have the interest in making the levels. Right. I think between this guy now making this and then just the levels that they've got in there, it's like it's the best Mario platformer that they've made in ages. Mm. Um, yeah, all the levels included on there are, are great. So yeah. if you held off on that game, I recommend checking that out. Nice. I agree. You know what else I recommend? Getting the fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> this is my house. <laughs> Just a recommendation. Oh, you just say I should move. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, that's, that brings us to the end of another episode of Filthy Casuals. Yes. Uh, head to filthycasuals.com.au. You can find all of the stuff that we do on a weekly basis. We have the Patreon. You can subscribe and you can get a bonus episode every week where we talk about movies and TV shows. Yes. Basically everything that we're into that isn't video games is on there. Uh, there's also the YouTube channel. Uh, yes. We put up generally multiple videos a week. If you're one of the people who's been waiting for us to finish the quarry to binge it as i saw someone you know comment that they are uh that all the last episode of that will be up for the public on next coming tuesday yep uh if you're a patron on the ten dollar tier us it's already up it's already there it's already baby check half of it is us watching the credits (laughs) yeah and the movie it is like more than an hour long yeah (laughs) but the credits as has been the case with other videos we've done Arguably the funniest part. <laughs> yeah, some of our best riffing happening over the credits. Yeah, yeah. So I think it took Donnie us like cheeseburger. <laughs> That's a crazy day. I think it took us like eight hours to uh, finish by the time we got to I the think end. Closer to ten, maybe something. Yeah, like, yeah maybe about. Well, eight, we put out. Know. It'll be it's thirteen parts, right? I think so. But there are varying lengths. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, a big, big old, uh, big old playthrough of that for you yeah. to sink your teeth into. We also do lots of one-off videos like. The aforementioned uh, play date yeah. uh, look at, which will be up now. Check that out. Uh, and yeah, we've got our Bandcamp episodes that are yes. on the uh, website as well, where we do these deep dives into uh, developers and um, franchises. Uh, they often go for around three hours. We'll be doing yeah. another one of them soonish. Yes, very excited about the upcoming one. Yeah. Heaps of stuff don't, to check don't out. Don't you wish you knew what it was about, <laughs> you grubby little filth out don't there. Don't DM us. We're not going to reply. <laughs> no, I'll tell you if I'll you ask you. me. Yeah, if you ask me, I'll tell you. Yeah. Um, all right, guys. I won't because I don't remember what we're doing <laughs> next, so we'll have to talk about that now. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Oh, wow, Adam. Is that really true? You can't remember what we're going to do? That's I... right, Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> Gorsh. Morty? <laughs> all right. That's it for us this week. Thank you very much for listening. And as we say here at the end of every episode of Filthy Casuals. I just got an email update about my play date. Whoa. It's uh, just asked if we can actually just play Let's Be Friends instead. (laughs) Do you understand it? No, I get it. Oh, I get it. Can you tell me off air? (laughs) 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.